good day and welcome to Holding Fast. It's great to have you in the podcast today. Thank you for letting me be part of your day and your walk with the Lord. And I trust that uh, it's real, it's genuine, and that you are dependent on Him uh, for the very strength to do what you need to do today and honor your responsibilities. Time's growing short, isn't it, everybody? I mean, uh, uh, it can't be long now before the Lord returns and catches His bride away to go to heaven. And uh, we're looking forward with that to that with eager anticipation. Uh, we have been looking through the uh, 12 apostles and what became of them after the resurrection of our Lord as they went out to be uh, missionaries all over the known world at the time. And as somebody has already commented on the podcast, uh, there were some very difficult endings for all of these. Uh, matter of fact, all of them died probably some very tragic deaths with the exception of the Apostle John, who was the youngest, of course, uh, that the Lord had to stay and finish out the uh, the uh, books of the New Testament with the uh, book of Revelation. Uh, and so we've been looking at all of them, and uh, we have come down to the very last one that I wanted to address. And if you've been listening to these, you'll probably be wondering what happened to the one that I'm talking about today. It's not very hard. While some of the some of the apostles were not absolutely certain about the manner in which they died, this particular apostle, where where there is no doubt what happened. Uh, to this man, and his name, of course, was Judas Iscariot. Uh, <clears throat> Judas was one of the twelve apostles of Christ, one of the twelve disciples, actually. He infamously betrayed our Lord for 30 pieces of silver, which led to Jesus' death on the cross. Today, we all know that Judas is virtually a, a synonym for the word traitor. Among the disciples, Judas, of course, was the official treasurer. He was apparently very shady even before he made his big debut as the, possibly the worst person in all of human history. Uh, he would often pilfer and steal from the uh, pot that he would carry from the, the treasury that he was overseeing. And uh, despite that, I think in many ways Judas was a fairly conflicted person. Uh, and it reminds me of... Uh, probably a very real scenario that's present in a lot of church pews, even in our uh, time today. I think there are many that will sit underneath the preaching of the Word of God. There are many that will hear the teaching of Scripture. Uh, Sometimes for years, Judas Iscariot lived in the presence of the Lord and saw his miracles and heard his teaching. He was present when Jesus uh, uh, did all the things that he did to give confirmation to his message in terms of his miracles. He saw the heart of the Lord perhaps as close as you possibly can do. And he sat there. And what's remarkable is that the other disciples never suspected him, or at least were not told that they did, that all of them uh, n- never gave thought that this would be a man who would ultimately betray the Lord. Judas uh, tried to even return the 30 pieces of silver out of his sense of remorse. I don't believe he was repentant at all, but he was remorseful. And he ended up going out, and his end was that he hanged himself just after betraying the Lord Jesus. Judas Iscariot, a name that uh, has, has lived now down through the ages, down through the centuries, 
uh, and is a name that fills us sometimes with anger. It fills us with a sense of that betrayal that I'm sure the disciples all experienced. One of the things that we examine when we're looking at Judas Iscariot is to remember that people in ancient Israel didn't have last names like we do. In the Bible, the last names that you see are epithets or descriptions. Sometimes it refers uh, to a title that they had or maybe their father's name or a, a group they're identified with like Simon the Zealot or something of that nature. Uh, and so we're not exactly sure what Iscariot refers to. Most Bible teaching scholars believe that Iscariot, Judas Iscariot, means that it was a reference to the town from which he came from, his hometown, the town of Kerioth. Uh, that could make him the only disciple from Judea. The others, of course, were from Galilee, up around the, the uh, Kinneret Sea there. Uh, and there have been a number of theories about it, but uh, that he was probably at one time maybe hooked up with a group of Jewish rebels that were trained in in uh, terrorism and to be assassins and things of this nature. But that's purely speculative. Whatever it means, Iscariot helps us distinguish Jesus, uh, Jesus' betrayer from the other people named Judas, which we've already talked about when we talked about uh, the other apostle, when I mentioned the other apostles. So we're going to move on. And uh, instead of uh, reviewing all the different Judases that were there and that are in Scripture itself, we just need to remember today that Judas was one of those 12 disciples. He's listed among those. Uh, it might seem like an oversight on Jesus' part to call somebody who was so broken and fatally flawed and would eventually betray him. But every one of the disciples were flawed in one way. We're all flawed in, in particular ways even today, leading up to his betrayal of Jesus, there's not a lot said about Judas, but there are a handful of details that we gather from the passages. We do know that he was the disciples' treasurer, that he was in charge of the group's money. Uh, you would think that maybe somebody like Levi, or, or otherwise known as Matthew, that he would be the natural choice for managing the finances of the disciples. Uh, but tax collectors also had a well-deserved reputation for being dishonest in Jesus' day. Uh, and so uh, there, it may have been that the uh, disciples actually didn't trust Matthew uh, to take care of the purse strings. And so it came to Ju Judas, and Judas used it in any case to, um, to spend on himself or uh, in an untrustworthy way to to hand it out. As a matter of fact, the Gospel of John tells us that Judas used this position as a treasurer to literally steal. He was a thief. Uh, John chapter 12 verses 4 through 6 tell us this, that even when there was uh, given out, when when uh, the uh, lady came in to, to uh, anoint the Lord, uh, when Mary anointed Jesus' feet with a pint of expensive perfume, Judas tried to speak up and say, hey, why didn't we just sell that perfume uh, and give it to the poor? And John makes the comment that he didn't say that because he cared about the poor, but because he was in reality a thief and he'd help himself to what was there. And there's worse things than being a thief. Judas was some of those too. The Bible calls him in John chapter 17, a son of perdition. 
before he was arrested, Jesus prays. And in his prayer, he asks God to protect his disciples. And he says that none of them have been lost while he was with them, with one exception. And that is the son of perdition. That kind of title comes from the Latin Vulgate. You might not find it in the original Greek, but what it essentially is describing is somebody who was eternally damned, doomed to hell, and trapped in his unrepentant sin. And he was, Judas was in every sense of the word, a son of perdition. And so he betrayed the Lord, and that's what we hear about him during the Last Supper. He leaves early. And Jesus and the rest of the disciples head to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. And Jesus asked the disciples to keep watch, but they kept falling asleep. And when they finished praying, Judas approaches with an armed crowd and and points Jesus out to them. We're not sure why he betrayed Jesus in particular. I know that he was probably motivated by greed in some way. But the Bible also says in Luke chapter 4 that Satan entered into him and tempted him, and uh, promoted him to, uh, to do what he did. Uh, so Judas, Judas was going to betray him. Uh, that is what he, that was his biggest legacy that he has left. I don't know that Judas regretted betraying Jesus, but I think that there was some remorse in his heart that things didn't work out the way he thought it was going to. Well, let's end this by thinking, how did Judas die? The book of Acts and the Gospel of Matthew each give an account of Judas's death. Matthew records that Judas hung himself immediately after the chief priests refused to take their money back. In Matthew chapter 27, Judas threw the money into the temple and left, and he went out and hung himself. And the priests then used that money to buy a field which Matthew connects to prophecies that are in Zechariah and Jeremiah. And that was the end of Judas. He was replaced by another servant of the Lord, and that was Matthias, the new 12th apostle. But Judas's life ended, uh, and in doing so, he played a part, unknowingly perhaps, in helping to save the world. Judas betrayed our Savior with a kiss. He sealed his own fate, though, and became one of the most reviled characters in all of literature. And at the same time, he triggered the most celebrated event in human history, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's all remember that when they were in the upper room, and Jesus said, one of you will betray me, they all turned to the Lord. They didn't turn and look at Judas. They all turned to the Lord and said, Lord, is it I? Uh, they were aware that that potential for betrayal lies within every one of them. It does within us as well. So let's make sure that our loyalty, our allegiance, and our love is for Jesus Christ. And we serve Him with all of our heart, rejecting the, the, the potential to turn to riches and greed and satisfaction with the material things of this world, but rather to find our soul's comfort gratification in the pursuit of our Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you. Walk with Christ.